Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. You may not know what tomorrow brings, but you can know who holds tomorrow. Today, Pastor J.D. will challenge you to focus on the one who holds the world in his hands. The world may seem dark and uncertain, but Jesus is light and hope in the darkness. Where do you put your hope? In whom do you put your faith? Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 27, 2022. In John's Gospel, chapter 9, beginning in verse 1, we're told, Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? (laughs) Jesus answered, Neither. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that, here's why this man was born blind, answer, that the works of God should be revealed in him. And then he says this, verse 4, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Please don't lose heart when I say this, but everything up to this point was the introduction. (laughs) What I really need to talk with you about is why. Why it is that we are at the end, with little time. Why it is that the night is coming when no one can work. If you'll kindly allow me to, I want to make an appeal to your God-given ability to reason and think things through. Can I do that? You know, God's given you the ability to reason, to think. And so I want to appeal to that and ask you to think through this question. Would it stand to reason that everything and everyone in place now could or would still be in place 10 years from now? By everything and everyone, I mean, do you believe that all the players geopolitically and the numerous created crises globally 
have that long of a shelf life? Well, that's faith. I don't. If you're anything like me, and I suspect that you are, this in and of itself is very telling, given that the shift in the narrative was so abrupt. Yes, there's been what at least for now seems to be the lifting of some restrictions, but make no mistake about it, we are never going back to so-called normal. Now, I'm keenly aware that what I just said may be met with indifference on the part of some, and I think I know why. It's because the Russia-Ukraine war has virtually eclipsed any and all mention of deaths, mandates, and especially injections. Actually, it wasn't until just yesterday that I saw a national news report, as brief as it was, mentioned COVID. I mean, it was maybe a two-minute segment. And then this segment, I don't watch local news, and I mean no disrespect. I probably as good of a time as any to say this again. I, we have brothers and sisters in Christ that work for the local news stations. I mean no disrespect, but I cannot watch the local news anymore. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just cannot. I'm talking about national news. And I saw Fauci's face on the screen. That's what got my attention. I haven't seen him in a while. Where'd you go? Where you been? Now, please don't get me wrong. Now, we're going to talk about that in our James uh, study today concerning anger, <laughs> an area in my life that God has been doing a profoundly deep work <laughs> regarding. I know not in your life, but you know, you're more spiritual than I am, but that's an issue for me. I mean, I just get angry. It's an unrighteous anger. So the way that I've overcome that is sin. That anger is sin. The way I've overcome it is to look at them as someone that Jesus died for. And if the rapture were to happen, they'd be left behind and enter into the tribulation. Or if they were to be met with their untimely death, they would take their last breath here and their first breath in hell for all eternity. That changes the whole complexion of it. And you go from being angry at them, which is so easy in the flesh, right? The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You go from being angry at them to feeling sorry for them. And then you start praying for them, which is why, by the way, Jesus said in Matthew 5, pray for your enemies. Those who speak evil of you and despitefully use you. Oh, I'll pray for them, all right. God, get them. <laughs> No, that's not what he means. <laughs> See, here's what happens when you pray for someone like that. Your heart towards them changes. I mean, it might be a little bit rough at first, you know, when you start praying for them. I mean, it just takes everything within you through gritted teeth. God, just bless them. There, I said it. I prayed it. Barely. But what you start noticing is, after a period of time, is when you're praying for someone like that, your heart changes towards them. And that's the why behind the what, when Jesus says, pray for your enemies. 
pray for those elected officials. Don't get angry at them. Pray for them. They need Jesus. And even on the national stage, man, I... (sighs) Okay, Lord, I thought we weren't going to do this, but maybe we are. (laughs) If Biden is still human, I know that's a great way to start, right? (laughs) I knew it. I thought we weren't going to do this, right? But I guess we are. Just bear with me. I don't think he is fully human anymore. But if he is still human, he doesn't walk like he is. He walks like a uh, AI robot and talks like he needs an update, (laughs) by the way. But that's another, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not really sorry, but it's just, I'm just sharing with you. If he's still human, he needs Jesus. And I'll take it a step further and say that his son, Hunter Biden, needs Jesus. Jesus loves them. Jesus died for them. They need Jesus. Okay, there. Let's move on. Please know that I am in no way dismissing the seriousness or certainly the prophetic significance of what's now happening in Ukraine. Rather, I'm questioning how it is that seemingly overnight the whole world is instantly, and might I add viciously, against Putin, and all of a sudden very pronounced in their support of Zelensky. I've never seen anything like this. I never want to posture myself as one having all the answers. I hope you know that. But I do think at the very least that it's incumbent upon me to present a couple of plausible scenarios, if you don't mind. One scenario concerning the conspicuous absence of the so-called COVID narrative is that this is a massive distraction and deception. What, pray tell, do they want to distract us with and deceive us by? Answer, said injection is worse than any of us could have possibly ever imagined. With the world glued to the brainwashing, mind-controlling news, wall-to-wall, every day, all day, war in Ukraine, a horrifying Pfizer report was released and or leaked, and I say it that way for a reason, a 38-page downloadable PDF file, we've provided a link to it on the website, is titled 536 Cumulative Analysis of Post-Authorization Adverse Event Reports Received Through 28 February 2021. In it you will find nine pages that list in alphabetical order what one has counted as 1,291 adverse side effects. Of all of the side effects, 
is 1P36Deletion Syndrome. Here's the official NIH, National Institutes of Health webpage, GARD, which is the acronym for Genetic and Rare Diseases, and their definition of what this 1P36Deletion Syndrome is. I'm quoting, 1P36Deletion Syndrome is a chromosome disorder that typically causes severe intellectual disability. 1P36 deletion syndrome, listen, is caused by a deletion of genetic material from a specific region in the chromosome. There is no cure for this syndrome. And it's listed there as one of 1,296 reported adverse events. Well, I happen to know a thing or two about chromosome disorders, and not by choice, I can assure you. Our daughter Noel died with what's known as Edwards syndrome, also known as trisomy 18, which instead of having a genetic deletion, she had a genetic addition of the number 18 chromosome, thus the tri-3-somy chromosome 18, the number 18 chromosome. Now, uh, trisomy 21, you know it as Down syndrome. That's a third copy of the number 21 chromosome. You know how this works, right? I'm not going to try to give you a dissertation on the human genome, but the father and the mother provide each 23 chromosomes that make up the baby's DNA. And there can sometimes, as was the case with our daughter, be an anomaly where there's a duplicate or an addition to one of those chromosomes genetically. Now, trisomy 21, a third copy of the 21 chromosome, also known as Down syndrome, well, you can survive that, and we know many precious. In fact, they are so innocent and honest and precious. But that's the 21 chromosome. When it comes to number 18 or even number 13, game over. We met with a geneticist who provided us with a detailed explanation of our daughter Noelle's genome and answered for us the question of why the medical field deems trisomy 18, quote, incompatible with life. In fact, she was diagnosed in the ninth month of pregnancy, and sure enough, they said, well, we can still perform an abortion. I couldn't believe it. So incompatible with life? Hmm. Why? Because of the anomaly of her DNA. By addition, not deletion, which would eventually lead to her getting pneumonia, resulting in her death when she came into contact with a common cold virus, also known as coronavirus. 
When we took her into the hospital, her oxygenation was a little over 50%. They put her on a ventilator, and then it wasn't long after that. Her immune system was completely gone because of this, and rendered inoperative by virtue of this chromosome syndrome. And that's just one. A deletion of a chromosome? An altering genetically of the human genome? We've talked about this in prior updates. I won't take the time to go any further with it. Suffice it to say that I am personally of the belief and of the opinion that what's happening right now is a total distraction from what's really going on. And not only is it a distraction from what I'll reluctantly refer to as the death shot, I'll take it a step further and suggest that it may also be the cause. And if you'll hear me out, I'll explain why I believe this and say this with four reports, all of which point to both Russia and Ukraine's position on the Pfizer injections. I do so with the hopes that all of us, myself included, will have a better understanding of what's really going on and what this is really about. Let's start with this Reuters report from last year about how Ukraine was to buy an extra 10 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine, so-called. According to the report, President Vladimir Zelensky's office said that the additional 10 million doses of Pfizer's vaccine brought the total number of doses to 20 million. Oh, wasn't that interesting? Now, in stark contrast to Ukraine's chummy relationship with Pfizer, seems that Russia was never on board. And it's evidenced by this scathing Wall Street Journal report about how U.S. officials were accusing Russia concerning a disinformation campaign aimed to undermine confidence in Pfizer and even other COVID-19 vaccines. This Bloomberg opinion piece titled, Would you take Russia's COVID-19 vaccine? May in some way explain why Russia is not on board with Pfizer citing their own Sputnik vaccine. Add to this the rumored U.S. bioweapon labs in Ukraine. You heard about this? Well, according to this Israel 365 news report, the Pentagon has all but admitted to running these bioweapon labs in Ukraine. Oh, by the way, I hope it doesn't come as a shock that Zelensky's in Ukraine because of the U.S. You knew that, right? I wonder, hmm, things that make you go, hmm. I wonder if what this is really about is the U.S. 
against Russia in Ukraine. I mean, the Pentagon's admitting to running these bioweapon labs in Ukraine, so much so that they even fear that these U.S.-run bioweapon labs in Ukraine will fall into Russian hands. What does that tell you? Well, this is a recipe for disaster, and may in fact be one of the main reasons that this is all happening in the event that all of this were to escalate, and it most certainly could, then it's just a matter of time before Bible prophecies foretold, specific to the seven-year tribulation, unfold. And that's why I believe we're at the end. Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah, so too will it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. He also included Lot in that, by the way. Interesting, he took Lot out before the judgment came down. A picture, by the way, of the pre-tribulation rapture. So the question, I guess, becomes one of... uh, Is it like it was in the days of Noah? Do you know what it was like in the days of Noah? There was genetic manipulation to corrupt the seed line in the human DNA. Do you know that? Genesis 6. It's a very, in fact, I heard one, uh, I really appreciated the way he stated it, because it is arguably the most controversial passage in all of Scripture, Genesis chapter 6, concerning the Nephilim. There's an interesting word there when, I can't cite the exact verse just off the top of my head, but uh, it says of Noah that he was a righteous man, upright or perfect in his generations. Interesting. In the original language of the Hebrew Old Testament, that word for perfect is the Hebrew word tamim, it's similar to the Arabic word in my native tongue of tamam. It means intact, perfect, uncorrupted, unaltered. So if I were to say to you and ask me, hey, how you doing, JD? I would say, kul ishi tamam. Everything is perfect, intact. That's the word. He was intact in his generations. How about intact in his genetics? Uncorrupted, unaltered in his DNA, as it was in the days of Noah. How about the wickedness and the evil? We're going to talk a little bit about this in James. The prevalence of evil in our day would rival the days of Noah and the days of Lot. We're so glad you joined us for this prophecy update on In Spirit and Truth. Do the things you hear about on this program cause you to feel unsettled? Perhaps there are too many things coming into play that make you stop and wonder if you're truly living in the end times. 
If that's the case, we hope that through these updates, you are reminded of God's faithfulness through His Word and that His promises will be fulfilled. This can be a benefit to you. Being around other believers can give you support regarding these things that are happening around you. If you're in the area and haven't found a church home yet, we invite you to come visit us and get to know the heart behind this ministry. You can join us for a time of worship at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays at 8.30 or 10.45 a.m. and Thursdays at 7 p.m. for Bible study with Pastor J.D. If you'd like more information on joining us or for additional resources, go to jdfarag.org and scroll to the bottom of the page. That's J-D-F-A-R-A-G dot O-R-G. There, you'll find a Calvary link that will take you to the church's website. While you're at our website, be sure to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. Another interesting point of reference is a tab that says ABCs. This is useful for anyone seeking and wanting to find out more about Jesus and His love for you as an individual. That's all available at our website. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for tuning in to spend this time with us. Join Pastor JD for another edition of In Spirit and Truth.